Hey everybody, it's Luke Humphrey of LukeHumphreyRunning.com and I wanted to jump on here real quick, do a little podcast and uh, talk about spring maintenance as it's been coming up a lot because of uh, all the uh, shutdowns, cancellations, postponements and general halt to life. Um, this, uh, this is on my Facebook group of Luke Humphrey Running Community and it's been, I mean it's been a bombardment of of different people and um, so instead of trying to sort through all of those things I figured we would just do this and then we can help a lot of people all at once so um, so what with all the with all the questions regarding maintenance plans reduce the impact of having races canceled and then filling the void until you need to start training for your fall races um, let's lay out some of the timelines in the courses of action that are possible. Um, before that, what I want to talk about though is that uh, I've seen a lot of people try to sneak in a race, and when when everything kind of hit the fan last week, which would have been you know uh, you know the week of the tenth or so uh, of March, people would have uh, been trying to sneak in some races, and you might have gotten able to. Um, with some of the smaller races, but uh, like I said uh, on Facebook and all the other posts, I, you know, New York. Once New York City half canceled, the writing was on the wall. Really, right? It was it was going to go downhill pretty quick, and it did. Within a couple days there, um, everything kind of kind of uh, went down. And then I had some people who were running Boston who were going to try to sneak into Glass City, and then even they um, can canceled or postponed their race. Um, just yesterday, so uh, so they made it another you know four or five days, and then they pulled the plug as well. And I think that's pretty much where everybody's going to be at. Just just in regards to a public health thing, uh, it just makes the most sense. So my my point here though is that honestly, I think if you're looking at anything before middle May at the earliest, probably more like June, um, I wouldn't put a lot of hopes in that race actually happening. I think that honestly June is going to be the earliest things kind of start going on as, as were originally scheduled. But um, the long, obviously, the longer things go, the the tougher that's even going to to be. So um, you know, I think like like the president said, you know, I think regardless of what you think about the the president and the government and all that, um, I I think you have to agree that the next two weeks are are probably going to be pretty crucial for for us here in the United States and. Just even what I've heard from athletes I coach, I coach an athlete in China and I coach an athlete in, in Italy and I literally, you know, yesterday talked to my athlete in Italy and he was still running outside, things were somewhat okay, you know, access to grocery stores was limited to a certain number of people at a time, but everybody was getting through and then literally the next day he emails me, he's like, hey, yep, I can't run, I can't even go outside now. Um, so it can change pretty quick. Um, but but with that with that aside, I think honestly, I think if you're looking anything before May 15th, I really wouldn't count on um, that race happening. All right, so so what to do? And I've talked a little bit about you know you know we have our virtual race, uh, and I'll have the link in in the uh, in the blog post in the show notes uh, that we're offering if people want to finish up a race segment and then um, and then kind of move on as as planned as far as. Um, beginning to train for their fall marathons. You know, Boston's technically still going to be in the summer, um, late summer, 
and then you have a lot of races start picking up that first weekend of October. So there's going to be a lot of different things going on. But so so you can do that, and then I would just jump right into this first step that I'm talking about. So like, I'm, I'm writing this from the assumption that you're just going to pull the plug on your segment right now. Um, and so I, for, for the first four weeks, which would be March, March 16th to April 12th, I would just call that your rest and recovery period. I would say seven to 10 days um, completely off of running um, or any meaningful running. Uh, if you made it through a training block and raced in whatever fashion, whether it be a virtual race or you did sneak your race in, then that means no running. But if you're just pulling the plug, um, you know, you can probably do some light jogging, just scale it way back, you know, but I would personally take at least a few days off, just kind of just kind of pull the plug on everything, kind of reset everything and, and go with that. Um, I'm definitely a big fan of walking, leisurely biking, light yoga, all the things that are actually help you speed recovery, especially if you were banged up a little bit um, and you were kind of worried that you were going to make it through the segment anyway. So, so that's the first seven to 10 days. And then usually after that, I prescribe 30 minutes a day for every other day, the next 10 minutes. And then the days off where there's no running, I would say continue if you want to biking, uh, yoga, whatever the case, something light doesn't, you know, if you want to do some light strength training, things like that. And not nothing that's going to, you know, make you sore the next day. And then the fourth week is usually five days a week, and that's 30 to 60 minutes of running, depending on the person's level. Uh, and then I, on the notes here, I say if per, people want to start strides, uh, I usually do that in the late stages of the third week or going into the, the fourth week. Um, and the point of regeneration and recovering from all the hard work that has been done, in this case, it might just be a good time to hit the reset, reset button, like I said. And this doesn't have to fit perfectly. You can add, subtract, adjust to fit your needs, to fit your timeline, right? So that's what I'm going to get a lot of now is like, well, what, I have this race X, Y, and Z dates. You know, how should I do that? That's your basic setup, and you can adjust accordingly. It doesn't have to be perfect. The, the idea is you just want a, a, a nice block of recovery and, and rest and just kind of hitting the reset. And, and this allows you to, you know, Take some time off. Yes, you're going to feel a little rough when you first come back, but if you're walking and doing these other things, um, that comes back really pretty quickly. Okay, so let's look at a few few timelines. So for Boston, 18 weeks out is May 11th, and uh, so if planning on following one of the classic plans, this would be your start date. But that means from from right now. So from 3:15, then to from 3.15 to then, that is nine weeks total. So you have a block of about nine weeks and then subtract your rest period. So from mid-April, that leaves you about five weeks to um, really start getting ready. In either case, that's not a lot of time. Uh, it's not really enough time to get ready to run any kind of races. I would suggest just following a base plan of, of six weeks and adjusting to fit your timeline. Uh, I personally, I would just uh, cut the last week off of a six-week base plan Build up your volume to 75 or 80 percent of your peak volume. Even if you have to come down mileage in that beginning of the 18 weeks, I think that's fine because you're still going to have plenty of time to rebuild your fitness. Even just running easy mileage, if you're doing just some light workouts, yes, you might feel like crap the first couple weeks, but that doesn't mean that your fitness is gone, right? It, it, that comes back really quickly, so don't worry about that. Start with lower intensity workouts and then put some speed in towards the end. The goal here is just general fitness. We're not trying to get fit for anything specifically. If you're training for London, then eight weeks out is June 1st, which leaves you 11 weeks from now or just seven weeks from a four-week recovery period. Still not a ton of time, and I think you'd be better off just doing a base building plan as described above. I'd rather see it. 
I would rather see your training spaced out rather than cramming a mini segment in. I, I would hate to start a new segment that means more to you. I would like to see you start that second segment that is going to mean a lot more to you, um, healthy and ready to go, rather than starting it with um, some aches and pains. Okay, so now for most of you, an 18-week schedule, uh, after just doing a half or even a, a half or a full marathon, uh, training block then a ba and then a base building block is a long time. So that 18-week block, if you've done all this stuff in the past, coming back and doing another 18-week block, is, is, it might be a little bit of overkill. Um, and I would not be opposed to shortening that marathon segment up to 14 weeks in length. And that will be plenty of time to recapture the fitness. You really, since you've spent all that time training, even though you might not feel like you're as fit as you were, you're still going to be pretty close and it's not going to take as long to kind of build from a lower level as it would have been if you would have just kind of taken a bunch of time off. Uh, so in this case, the start date would be June 8th for Boston and June 29th for London for a 14-week uh, training cycle. This would give you ample time to run a dedicated speed segment of 8 to 12 weeks. You can adjust for in between weeks. Uh, this follows. This allows you to really work on some dedicated speeds, some gears that you don't hit with marathon training, and then an opportunity to put the racing flats on a, a few times and, and kind of um, get back out there and get into the uh, normalcy of training and racing again. Uh, just make sure to leave yourself roughly five to seven days of light running, reduced training, and a couple days, maybe a couple days off at the beginning of that for um, before starting the marathon segment again, and then you'll be good to go. All right, so what about other fall marathons or half marathons? Uh, the same ideas discussed above will work for other races. Uh, the biggest thing to do is take your race date and back up the desired number of weeks. Just remember that the longer you want to make your marathon build up, the less time you'll have between recovering now and the start of that segment. So the shortest amount of time I suggest for a, a speed segment is, is eight weeks. The longest would be 12 to 14. Um, but with speed segments, I feel like 14 weeks is, is really pushing it. That's a little over three months. And especially if you have the base of the marathon or half marathon training underneath you already, uh, 12 weeks is plenty to get in any type of speed that you want to and even run a couple races. Um, it's definitely not the uh, same time frame as, as a marathon or half marathon. All right, so the question I'm seeing a lot is, what if I'm planning on running both Boston or London along with a fall marathon that I'm already signed up for. And this is where things definitely get tricky. Uh, first, I think what you have to do is consider when your latest marathon will take place and then how many weeks between that and either Boston or London or whatever one you've got gotten uh, postponed until uh, late September, early October. The length of time between those will really dictate what your options are. If you're running anything in October along with London, which would be yuck, that'd be basically doing... Um, two marathons in a month for, for a lot of you, um, or Boston, then that's really a tough turnaround. I personally think that if you choose one or the, you really have to choose one or the other to really race. Uh, both have their pros and cons. I think that we know that September to early mid-October can still be really hot. Heat in Boston's course has never really fared well. London is flat and fast. You might be able to get away with it. It might be a race week decision as well. Since you're already signed up for two races, you might just pick one. Um, if you might um, get to, the, say, the week of London and, you know, it's going to be hot, you might say, okay, that's going to be the one where I'm just going to go have some fun and then see if I can recover enough to run the second one all out and, and really get my, my time down. Um, or the other way around, you might get to London and it might be a, a nice cool day and, and you get lucky and you say, okay, I'm just going to go for it then. 
Okay, uh, I usually tell people that the best chance for success is the first one, but this this is obviously a unique situation. Now, if later, say, a Bostoner and a New York combo, uh, so you might have up to seven or eight weeks, um, you you might not have a bad option. I would actually run ran Indianapolis in mid-November and then Houston in mid-January with Houston being slightly faster, even though I was probably 10 pounds heavier and not really overly motivated to do it. I actually ran faster. Um, I just think that the shorter the window, the less likely it is that you're going to run both really well. Uh, my best advice would be to pick one race, base my training around that, and either use the first race as a long run or the second race as a victory lap, depending on what you choose. If you pick the first race, go all in on that and back your training start date from that race. Just use the time frame in between the first and the second to get your legs back under you. And if you pick the second race as the A, a race, then you use the use that as your guide for a training start date. Back it up from that second race if that's your goal race. And then the first race will have to be considered either a hard workout or just a long run. Just make sure that if it is that is the case, then there are a few extra days of recovery time after the first marathon. You really have to be on point with all the recovery options. Sleep, fueling, hydration, cryo, boots, whatever you have access to. Put all, pull out all the stops on recovering from that first marathon during the week following that race. So you can the idea is you have to recover as fast as you possibly can so that you can still be in a position to go after it that second race. And so what I would be afraid of is that you get caught up in that first race and you run it too hard. And aerobic, you know, from a from a fitness standpoint, it might have been okay. However, you're still running 26 miles. That's still going to do damage to musculature and things like that. And then you have to recover from that. So it's not a marathon. Uh, it's not your physical fitness that you're recovering from, right? It's the actual damage that you did from running 26.2 miles. So you have to put yourself in a position to minimize that so that you can go after that second race if that's what your goal is. And getting caught up in the race uh, could could definitely jeopardize that. So you really have to have a plan and stick to it and not get caught up in, in, in um, getting out there too hard. Okay, so I know that this is not a perfect situation, uh, but it can still be a successful situation. So with the right mindset, the right planning, a positive attitude, all can be conquered. Best of luck on your training. What I laid out here can be adjusted to fit whatever present your present situation is and whatever fall racing plans are. You just have to map it out and take a look at things. If you're interested, I have created uh, at the plans I've created. I've got I've got that four week recovery plan. I've got four to eight week base building plans, and then obviously I have you know over 150 different half marathon marathon plans, the Boston specific plans all of those things to, that can help you. And from now until the end of March 2020, I have those all. All those plans are 50% off so that you can pick up two or three at a you know about what you would pay for one plan. And you can really map out what you're going to do from now until um, uh, you know the end of the fall. And then even then, if it gets canceled again, you're only out a few bucks on probably the first level. And the thing is you have access to these the whole time. So these plans are instant access via final surge. They can be customized to fit your needs by easy drag and drop to fit your specific schedules. You can move days around very easily. They are built on final surges custom workout builder. So this means that you can actually download um, from final surge into say Garmin Connect 
um, their IQ app, other other GPSs. You'll have to check out Final Surges to see which app, spe- uh, which watches specifically, whether it's Garmin, Polar, whatever else is out there. Um, I know some things can even be um, incorporated into, into Zwift, so that might be an option for you as well. Um, but the bottom line is, and then what that has to so say, I give you a 12 by 400 workout. That's all broken down step by step, and it automatically will go into your Garmin IQ app and then into your watch. So that's already in your watch. You have nothing to program other than that. And then when you apply your plan, you apply by a goal time, or you can even do your heart rate, whatever you want to do. And then um, you could even do power if you wanted to. You'd have to set up those zones for yourself, but it's it's there for you to do it. But I have mine set up by pace, and we'll put those paces in. So every day you will have what specifically you're supposed to do and at what paces. It's all laid out for you. You can apply these plans by a specific start date, end date. Uh, we'll be able to have uh, access to the workouts at all your specific paces. And then the nice thing, too, is you have lifetime access to these plans once you purchase them. They're in your training plan library. You can reapply anytime you want to reuse a plan. And that's the nice thing, too. And then if people like the PDFs, if you want, you can print the PDF. You can apply the plans, print the PDFs, and then it's linked. Um, it's, it's got your, your days on there and then um, what you're specifically supposed to do, and then actually has the paces on there too. So it makes it really, really nice. So I'll have a link to those in the um, show notes here in the blog. Don't go to Final Search specifically because those, those plans are not built on the Custom Workout Builder yet. Follow the link I have in the blog post, and, and that, will be the, that will be the plan that you want. Um, if your race has been canceled, like I said, still want to take advantage of your fitness, I have set up a virtual race to add some uh, finality to the segment. Working on getting awards. I know my uh, um, my athletic brewing sponsor. They are definitely chipping in some six packs, um, and we'll figure out we'll figure out something to make it uh, a positive experience. We're already working on medals, um, some pretty cool finisher medals too, and so we'll have that up for that's live, and I have the link for that in the blog and show notes as well. So uh, it is a t- it is an interesting time. It's uncharted territory for for many of us. Um, and I know a lot of people have gotten over their initial grieving and kind of freaking out, which we all did. Um, I am actually now starting to catch up with a lot of stuff and, and putting people back on a, a path individually for the folks I coach. Um, and this is something, this is kind of the guidelines I'm, I'm doing for them, but on a more individual basis, but it's something you can take and tweak for your own needs as well. So that's what I would basically recommend to people. Uh, hopefully that can help you out. Best of luck to everybody. Um, I know it's a, I know it's a disappointing time, but honestly, for the greater good, it's obviously necessary, and I know most people recognize that. But uh, um, stay safe out there, and we will talk to you guys later. All right, bye bye.